Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Laura Canfield Show, the Awaken the Happiness Now Global Series. Thank you so much for being here with us today. And my good friend Benjamin Bernstein is back with us today, and he's going to be talking about <clears throat> delegating your healing to your higher self. So we're going to talk to Benjamin about that, what that means. Um, we're going to learn a simple invocation that could rapidly clear emotional or physical challenges that you've had for years. I'm really excited about that. It's probably the same one we've heard before, but it's like, I, I never remember it for some reason. So today, I'm going to remember it. And Benjamin's going to guide us through, through the process so you can experience it for yourself. And we've experienced this before, and it is wonderful. Wonderful. I love it. And you, we're also going to understand how you might also be processing heavy energies for others. And the reward you'll receive for doing so. So when I read that part, and the reward, it's like, oh, thank God. <laughs> Because I know that we are definitely doing that. It's like there's going to be some benefit at some time. Um, and for those of you who don't know Benjamin, he's also called an astro shaman. He hosts This Week in Astrology, a top 10 astrology podcast, is a three-time Best Astrologer winner in Western North Carolina's premier reader survey, is a professionally certified astrologer, and has done over 8,000 astrology, shamanic healing, and life coaching sessions with a global clientele. And I can vouch for him. He's amazing. Really, really, really good. If you haven't had a session with him, you really, really need to. Okay. He runs the Awakening Plus online spiritual support membership, and he posts video astrology forecasts and other content on his popular YouTube channel. And so Benjamin, Benjamin has lectured or taught at five national astrology conferences and retreats. He wrote the shamanic astrology chapter in the book, Transpersonal Astrology, Explorations at the Frontier. He's also a shamanic healer, awakening activator, and life coach. He is amazing. And so if you've, I, I was like pleasantly surprised, I have to say, when um, he worked with me. And it was so much fun and like so much information, so much wisdom. I was like blown away. So um, I'm so glad he's here with us again today to share with us um, his wisdom, his energies, his techniques. And so please, you know, as we join together with Benjamin and everybody, Please, you know, be here, be present, you know, and take notes if you need to take notes, but be here and uh, really receive, right? Really receive from Benjamin and his team, really receive from the processes that he's going to be sharing with us. And um, I'm so excited. So Benjamin, welcome back. Oh, I'm so glad to be back, Laura. It's such an honor to be here with you every time. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And, you know, what I said about your sessions, I mean, they are... <laughs> The, the amazing like so much wisdom and so much information and just so much um compassion you know uh, it was like um, it was an amazing session i was so i was so happy that we you know when we did it it was like um, so good so good you know it's yeah. like yeah i should do that once a year <laughs> probably right <laughs> Mom, i'd be happy to have you <laughs> <laughs> yeah you, you're you're really really good at, at what you do so you're 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 you know like an expert yes but it's more than that. It's like you're the type of person who gives even more, you know, who goes above and beyond and gives more and more and more because you care and because you're so compassionate. And I, I love that about you. And so I'm glad that you're here to share with us, you know, the, especially this idea of delegating to our higher self. It's like, why don't we do that? Why don't we do that on a regular basis, delegate to our higher self? Why do we just go to our higher self when it's like, I don't know, something really major important instead of like every day? our higher self, our support team is here to support us. That's, that's what they call support team, right? So, so yeah, let's, let's start talking. Let's get into it. You're going to be taking some live color questions as well, right? Absolutely. That'd be great. 
Awesome. Good. So yeah, so let's talk about delegating your healing or anything else to your higher self, what that means, what that looks like, and how do we do it? <laughs> okay, well, let, first let me give kind of a larger metaphysical perspective on how I view the higher self and what it is. Mm -hmm. Also, um, I'm just going to say really quickly first, you could be a little bit louder, just, just a tad. Um, I, there's nothing I can do to boost my volume that I'm okay. aware of. But it's, it's fine, but it's like, yeah, I can boost mine. <laughs> okay. All right, so when you turn yours up, is it loud enough? Yep. Okay, good. Thank you. Okay, um, so my, my metaphysical belief is that, you know, at, when we started off, we were just God, unity. Then the soul splits off and you have this perfect vehicle of light that is just all bliss, ecstasy, and euphoria. Then it starts its multi-billion year journey of soul evolution. It goes through lots. Of, it's not just human lifetimes either. Mm -hmm. Human lifetimes are a very small percentage of the soul's entire experience. But when it gets into the human lifetimes part, it goes through various human lifetimes and some lifetimes end with unhealed wounds and traumas. And, and this leads to, to what I call the great onion of consciousness. And I am not the first to propose this idea by any stretch, but you've got this perfect divine core of divinity. Then each, each unhealed wound or trauma puts a little dark layer around that, the layers build up until you got the onion, okay? Mm -hmm. Now, also when we come to be human, Prior to that, and the best book I know to tell how this works is called Journey of Souls by Michael Newton. Fabulous book about the life between lives, what you did as a disembodied soul to prepare for this lifetime. It's just amazing. The clinical hypnotherapist goes back and does a bunch of between life regressions. It's, it's really cool info. So anyhow, you get set up and then when the human part of you was born, the soul separates a part of itself to go into the human and part of it stays back. Mm -hmm. Okay. So there are some exceptions, but most of us say, okay, in order to have the lifetime I need, I must choose amnesia. I must forget my divinity. Okay. I have to believe I'm just a separated human being, at least for a while. I'm allowed to wake up during the lifetime, but there's no guarantee. All right. So I'm down here doing the best I can. And at this point, I feel like I've got an ego. I got an intellect stuff that I have available. And I just do the best I can at some point, And part of it is just going into this realm of vast illusion, lie upon lie upon lie. And the soul knows it's going in. And the game is, can I layer by layer wake up from the lies, the illusions, the deceptions, the false information to awaken back into the truth of what I am. And there's, there's always layers you're not aware of yet. I don't, you know, I've, I've had a number of awakenings and, when I get a next, another one shows up, I say, oh, wow, I had no idea that realm of illusion was there. I thought that was real. <laughs> and so, mm -hmm. it's so at some point you realize, oh my gosh, I've got this part that sent me. The higher self exists. And it's allowed to give you a little bit of grace here and there, but mostly it has to honor your free will and wait and hang out and see what it, uh, it, it you know, what you want it to do. What the secret of the invocations is, and I'm by far the first to discover this, this is well known throughout all the major religious systems, is you can ask for help from your divine part. Some people call it God or they name a particular religious figure, but it's just your divine energy. And, and you can invoke energy from the soul, and I believe it's required to send it to you. I believe one of the perks of being a human being is when you call a certain energy from your soul, it's actually required to send it down. So this awesome. is a very, very cool thing we've got going here. I, it, at least to my knowledge, having taught thousands of people these invocations, 
I've never once seen a situation where the soul said, uh, uh-uh, you ain't getting nothing. <laughs> that doesn't seem to happen. Yeah. So now, however, the soul is merciful. It won't give you more than you can handle. Not too much bliss, not too much challenging energy when you're doing healing. So, so the key is, okay, I can call on this energy and it's not, and I have two primary invocations that I've been sharing all these years. One is for awakening. And by the way, I would like to do that one first because it simply sets up the healing better and the healing goes quicker and smoother when you're doing it from a more awakened state than when you're not. And that, that's pretty quick and simple. Um, we should be able to whip that out in five minutes. Um, but then the other one's for healing. So, so what I have learned, and again, I just, I had to be shown this because when I started my spiritual life, I was thick as a brick. I couldn't feel nothing. I couldn't see nothing. I was a little something out there, I think. And it was when I got to working with plant spirit teachers, ayahuasca, and San Pedro, and then later mushrooms, that the veil started really coming off seriously. Those are, if, if those methods work for you, they're amazing, and they're, they're not for everybody, but you know, for those who are suited for them, they're just extraordinary. So I'm here I am in 2011 doing a ceremony, another ayahuasca ceremony, and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, in pop, she just pops into my head the invocation. Just out of, I was not, I'd never thought about such a thing before. It just popped in, what was this? Oh, oh, I can call in awake? Really? Call in awakening? No kidding. I can call in healing too? Really? And I tried it and it worked. Right there in that ceremony, I called in my awakening and I, I woke up. I knew myself as my divinity in my human body. He said, wow, that's amazing. And then I did it for someone else after the ceremony. It worked for them. There were three people eavesdropping and went over and did it for them. They all woke up. I said, Okay, this works. But again, these people just came out of an ayahuasca ceremony. That's not a real test. Then I started doing it for other people and it worked for them too. Mm-hmm. And this was nine years ago. And in all that time, I'm still exploring, still doing spiritual paths. I have yet to find anything that works as well for individually initiated healing and awakening as this does. And because you, the human, are saying, okay, higher self. There's stuff I do well down here. If I need an intellectual, rational thing, that's my bailer. If I have to build something with my hands, that's on me. But if I need something that you do better, like healing or awakening, I'm so much smarter to ask you to do it. Yeah, I'm not the expert here. I could practice a thousand lifetimes. It's only like I got a fraction as good as you are. Okay, So it's as simple as calling in your awakening, calling in your healing. And then the key is to passively receive it. Uh, a little while ago, I mentioned the law of free will. Okay. And the law is I can call in a higher self to do something for me, but in at least in the system that I received and have have spread around, if I then try to help beyond passive awareness, the higher self says, Oh, he's trying to heal himself. Free will alert. I got to stop. I got to pull back. Let him try. The higher self will know I can't do it as well as it can, but free will is free will. It's the law of 3d. And if the human calls the higher self to do it for him and then the human jumps in and tries to do it themselves, the higher self, okay, I got to back off. But the moment I become passive again, I say, oh, sorry, you do it, please. And they'll come right back and instantly pick it back up, which is great. So yeah. that's, that's my premise. Um, and let me add one other thing. There are infinite flavors of energy. It's like, imagine a bar that has like a thousand beers on tap. Okay. Right. And yeah. each one is, different. I can call in bliss. I can call in, um, sexual energy, I can call in vitality, I can call in peacefulness, I can call in you know, intellectual clarity, you know, whatever, whatever flavor I want, it's on tap. And I can just, and, and there's actually a formula that you use. I mean, I've got a whole post on this. Mm-hmm. Um, can I mention where that is? Is that yep. okay? Yep. 
So if you go to astroshaman.com, my site, uh, the last word in the menu bar is invocations. And if you tap or click that word, it'll take you to two post previews. The first post preview is the main post. It covers all the invocations in general, as well as the awakening invocation. The other post has an image of a crying woman, and that's for the healing invocation. So if you want just A to Z, everything I understand about those invocations is right there on the side, and it's all free. Okay. So anyhow, um, you just call it, call the energy you want, you relax, and then it comes. And the higher self is so smart that it will never overwhelm you either. It says, okay, if, if I violate that trust even one time, if I give them more than they can handle and they get um, you know, unpleasantly agitated, they'll probably never call it again. I don't want that to happen. I want them to wake up. This is the game. You know, you, the divine has fun by giving itself amnesia and waking back up again, okay? Into <laughs> duality, back to unity. So it's going to give you just the right amount, which is why when you're receiving the energies, you don't have to filter or stop. You don't have to control it. Then we just open fully and completely. You trust that your higher self knows better than your ego ever could exactly how much and what it is. And you just relax. So the, the formula, if you want to use just the shortcut, which is usually what I give anymore, because I found the four step process I described in my first post is great, but you actually don't usually have to do it anymore. The veils have gotten thin enough. That whole process isn't normally needed. You just say maximum fill in the blank that serves highest good, please. And the two core invocations are maximum embodied awakening that serves highest good, please. The other is maximum healing that serves highest good, please. But again, any flavor, I want maximum physical vitality, maximum mental clarity, maximum flow state for work. You know, whatever you're calling in, that nuance of flavor is there. And if you're just calling energetic states, they literally come on the spot. Now you can't say maximum Rolls Royce silver shadow that serves highest good, please, you know. Uh, th this is not law of attraction. This is not manifesting a physical object. It's just calling for an energetic state. So that's, I, I got kind of excited there, but that is kind of a, at least a rough sense of the large picture of how I believe invocation works, how you have the absolute right to call in your higher self. And let me mention too, it's a matter of style, whether you ask or command. For example, you could say, higher self, would you please, pretty please give me embodied awakening? Or you could say, Give me embodied awakening now, you know, and it will actually work either way, uh, in my experience. So I think it's a matter of personality taste, whether you're, you know, imploring or whether you're commanding or something in between. You know, I, I prefer a certain level of politeness myself just because I try to be polite to all things. But the higher self doesn't really care. Just if you're clear and you're, and you're really precise in what you're asking for, you get it. I, that's also finally why I recommend very precise and simple languaging. The shortcuts I have, there's eight words for awakening and there's seven words for healing. And my goal there was to, what's the minimum number of words actually needed to get the effect? I have a bunch of Capricorn planets and Capricorn's all about constrict and make it bullet points and not soliloquies. So, so I like to keep it tight and simple. And that also makes it easier for people to understand. So, and again, my, I have to mention one last thing. My sole purpose is to help as many people wake up as possible. That's a big part of it. So my goal has always been the tools I give out. I want them to be as absolutely dirt simple as possible so that the largest number of people can access them if they're interested. I'll take a breath and I'm sure you, there's something you'd like to say at this point. <laughs> I love it. No, thank you. I was just going to say really quickly, especially about the, um, uh, the passive receiving, for example, right? Um, 
so for us control freaks, you know, or recovering control freaks, <laughs> that can be a little bit hard, right? It can be a little challenging. Just, what do you mean just receive? What do you mean passively receive? What do you mean I don't have to do anything, right? Mm -hmm. So that's, that's one thing that was coming up in my head. And also right. Kathy wrote in the chat here, does that mean after doing an invocation, we stop doing any other healing? Mm. All right, let me address, let me address that question. Um, you have free will and you can do whatever you want. You know, I'm, I'm a, you know, when I first was, uh, I was actually agnostic leaning to atheist till I was like 17 years old. And I had a, a mystical experience, partial out of it. I thought, Oh, there's more here than I thought. And I started following a guru in Oklahoma who wore cowboy hats. <laughs> and, um, the one thing he said that allowed me to follow that path as a newbie was he says, don't believe anything I tell you. You believe me, you'll believe anyone. Prove it to yourself. And those words are still dear to my heart. And that's why I say, you know, I don't believe me. I don't care how compelling you find me. Prove what I say for yourself that it does or doesn't work. You know, if, if I'm giving you this strange idea that you don't have to do anything to receive it, then test it. And if you've got other tools, test them and decide for yourself at any given time, what is the most effective tool for awakening? What's my most effective tool for healing? and use that tool sometimes there's different tools that are better for different things you know i have more than one way to get into embodied awakening i have more than one healing tool and i use the one that's called at the time what i like to give here uh what i've discovered over time is i'm my main goal my main job is to kind of help people who are fairly new on the path to kind of get into their their spiritual stuff in the early phases i can also help people who are more advanced but i seem to mainly attract the early arrivals so to speak or people who are early in the journey um, therefore i want to give a one i want to give a swiss army knife tool if i can give this one tool eight words bring the awakening and that tool can continue to be used as long as you're alive to deepen the awakening to the next level that's a great tool I've got a simple seven-word healing invocation, and that can pretty well heal almost anything that can be healed and bring the energy in and take care of it. That's a great tool. Um, now, again, I can't guarantee that a specific tool will work for a specific person in a specific situation. A lot of factors are beyond my control. I also believe some things are of God and some things can be healed. Um, let me explain what I mean by that. Uh, my favorite example is Stephen Hawking, the brilliant physicist, okay? I believe he chose on the soul level to get Lou Gehrig's disease and have his body be pretty much non-functional because his job was to come in and be a brilliant physicist. His job was to live the life of the mind and his soul was concerned that it would become distracted by all the physical stuff says, I'm just going to take that stuff off the table and restrict myself to the life of the mind. I'm not going to give my personality a choice. And, and there are people who choose significant handicaps like that um, for that reason. Uh, the, the woman who was the actual channeling vehicle for the law of one material, you know, had, had severely crippling arthritis and sometimes could hardly move her body in a similar way because she was there for a spiritual path and didn't want to get too distracted by physical stuff. So sometimes you may say, I've got this issue I'd rather be free of and you work and work and work at it and it's just not going away. It's possible your soul said one of my needs for this lifetime is to have this thing be uncurable and this is just how it is and my soul mission is to learn to come to peace with that and work within that limitation other times the same thing for another person could be healed and it's not always clear which is which so I'm always say it's worth giving it a shot no harm in trying to get the healing done 
but also if it becomes clear that something is just the way it is, then your job is to come to peace with that and work within that framework. They say that some of the most brilliant creativity has come within limitations, you know? Yeah, um, absolutely. So you just have untrammeled creativity could lead to dissipation because you're so confused in order to know where to start. Sometimes a limitation is given to you in the form of a physical limitation that is designed to focus you into what you're here to do. Good point. And I just want to say really quickly too, to clarify to Kathy and anybody else who might have that question. So when, when Benjamin's talking about passive receiving, he is talking about during that invocation, right? So do the invocation and then passively receive. He's not saying any, he's not talking at all about any other healing system at all. We're just talking about the invocation. So if you want to continue doing other healing, go for it. Don't yeah, yeah. like, you know, play with it, go for it, do, do what works for you. So no one is saying stop doing anything else. All right. This is just a, uh, another tool that you can use, put in your tool belt and play with it, try it out, uh, experiment with it. Yeah. Let me, that, that's exactly right. I, I am not anyone's boss. I'm not here to tell anyone to do or not do anything. In fact, I, I'll go so far with that, you know, having studied the law of one material, which is free at law of one.info. It's, it's some stuff channeled a few decades ago. It's just amazing insight into the, you know, the whole universe, I think. Uh, they say there's actually two valid paths of humanity, the path of service to self and the path of service to other. And there mm-hmm. are some people here whose job it is to be what we would call evil. They actually graduate being evil because they're doing the, the service to self that's needed to catalyze that service to other people. You know, I'm definitely on the path of light and love. That's my job. <laughs> yeah, but I same here. The necessity of the other path here on earth. Yeah. Okay. And let me, let, me, let me go to your point a little bit. One of the things I, I suggest when people are doing the invocations is to ignore all thought. In other words, once you've spoken the invocation words and you're in the energetic process, my, my advice is to treat all thought as distraction, even if the thought seems helpful. And that's because in the context of this work, thought simply creates static. This work is pure energy work. It's about feeling and sensation and pure spiritual level work, which is not mental. However, once, and so even if you've got a big trauma coming up, you don't think about, oh, where'd this come from? Who's the catalyst? You know, what, you don't get into any of the mental stuff about it, no story. Now, however, once that invocation cycle is complete, there may be valuable and critical mental work to be done, but that's done using a different tool. So, so when I get into don't, don't focus on thoughts or just let them babble in the background while you focus on what you're doing. You know, that's not to say you should never do that. It's just what I've learned is that within these invocations, there are certain guidelines that seem to produce the best outcome. However, people can try whatever they want. If they want to make variations and try things in within the invocations that I don't recommend or whatever, you'll try it and see how it works. Maybe it'll work for you. You know, I don't know what a person's experience is going to be. So always take everything I say with a grain of salt and, and use it in the way that works for you and experiment. You got your whole lifetime to try stuff. Don't just get locked into one thing. Try it. See what works. You know, there's no such thing as failure. It's just all learning experience. Absolutely. And, and you, you trust your knowing. You know, you trust your knowing. You know, these, these tools are available to you as a resource, but you trust your knowing of what to use and when. Okay. And so, yeah, so if anybody does have a question, you can type in the chat or you can raise your hand. All right. So just so you know, because I forgot to mention at the beginning. Um, But I I love how these invocations are so simple and so short. But why do I never remember them? That's a tricky one. Um, 
I'm going to have to write them down, I, I think. <laughs> I can think of two possibilities. I've had other people say, I mean, they're, they're just like, there aren't many words in them, but some people are resistant to them for various reasons. Um, I can think of two possible causes why a person would have that experience. One is it's just not their tool. Mm. You know, they're supposed to do something else and therefore their soul is, you know, is phasing it out because it's not really what they're supposed to be doing. Another possibility is the ego is not really happy with this because this is a direct challenge to the ego's dominance. And it's so simple, therefore, right? Yeah. It's so easy, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and of course, some of us believe this that simple it couldn't possibly work. Mm -hmm. okay? To which I say, try and see, you know. Um, but again, um, I have people, I was working with a client just yesterday who says, I can't remember them. I said, well, put them in your phone and put them where you can just pull it right up and see them. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, so the ego has all kind of tricky ways to, to try to maintain its dominance. It took my ego years of intense plant spirit work to finally get comfortable with letting the higher self run it. Mm -hmm. um, and so I totally get it. My ego fought like crazy to maintain its dominance for years until it gradually sort of calmed down and, and realized, wow, I'm actually better off following that divine guidance than just stumbling around blind down here on my own. It's actually so much smarter and I actually, I'm having a better time. It's like astrology demonstrates when you, when you align with your soul mission, which the chart is able to identify, you have a greater life. You know, what could be better than doing the exact thing you showed up for? There's, it just automatically creates joy and satisfaction and, and bliss and energy. So it's, it's about not just being the radical rebellious, I'm going to do it my way, come hell or high water. It's about, wow, how can I find the thing I signed up for? Not out of someone, some other human's idea of what I should do, but what my soul intended. That's, that's my blueprint. That's what I want to be on. Exactly. Love it. Good. Thank you. And yeah, so for me, I think it, is, it was two parts. It's like, it's so simple. It's so easy. And the ego wants something much more complicated, you know, mm -hmm. wants to, wants to be in charge and you know i have i don't know i have this belief or something still running that you know things are supposed to be difficult <laughs> not so easy mm -hmm. <laughs> i'm gonna clear that <laughs> i'm gonna let that go <laughs> it the same. i've got a very active mind very creative mind and it keeps spinning all these possibilities and all what complications can i pile on but that i finally saw that just keeps me spinning on my hamster wheel and and that that's part of the game is waking up out of that endlessly chattery mind that's throwing endless distractions at my consciousness and getting one level above saying, oh, I see you down there. I see your tricks now. I see what you've been doing. And then the mind eventually calming and becoming, you know, a, uh, a compliant ally, you might say. Because mm -hmm. my ego really recognizes its inferiority to my higher self. I mean, I'm, I mean once Benjamin dies, this won't even exist. But my, my divine consciousness will still be there. I want to hang out with a team that's going to last, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. I get it. Yeah, true. Uh, yeah, and, you know, in that way, I have a strong mind, too, for, you know, yeah, definitely. Okay, so I wanted to, so I know that you've, you've worked with a lot of people with these invocations already, the embodied awakening as well as the healing, right? You've worked with a lot of people. We have testimonials on, uh, on the page, on the, in the email, and on the live page there that you can take a look at. But is there anything that really stands out for you? Uh, can you be more specific with your question? Like any, like, is there any story or testimonial that really stands out for you that uh, somebody who, who did either the embodied awakening invocation or the healing invocation? Um, I'm not recalling a specific one as I sit here, but I, there's a general trend in them. Like I got a testimonial just a couple of days ago 
from a lady I worked with and she said, working with Benjamin was the most powerful experience of my entire life. Because I was able to take her from this confused, chaotic state of personality, introduce her to her awakened self. We did the embodied awakening invocation. And then she not only got that base level awakening, she started opening to other layers. She felt her angelic body and she started expanding kind of several levels in. And then the fringes of that were in some very ecstatic territory, the light mm -hmm. body. Fringes. And she says, oh my God, it's amazing. And, you know, it was the first time she'd felt that in this lifetime. Right. So yeah. um, it's my great joy and privilege to have the ability to guide people into those states. And I say guide because they do it themselves. Mm -hmm. you know, I'm very clear on this. I don't awaken anybody. I don't heal anybody. Yeah. You know, I introduce them to their higher self, which they call in, which then does it for them. Now, there are times when I'm guided to, you know, in a healing scenario, I may turn shaman and rattle and drum and ring bells and spray perfumes and smoke and do all the shamanic things because they need help and their own best ever with the higher self there's still stuff that's so thick and clogging that they can't break through it with that modality so if guided i will of course step in and proactively clear things to get the space cleared up where they can make that breakthrough mm -hmm. but i always tell i'm i'm i don't know how common this is among shamans because some shamans just say i'll do it for you but i'm about you know if i'm going to do shamanic work i'm going to train you to be your own shaman i want to teach you you've got access to the same healing power anyone does and you can call your healing, you can call your awakening. And, and you know, some shamans went into session, well, yeah, I think you need five more sessions. I say, my hope is you never have to call me again. <laughs> I want you to be so independent, so able to call in your own resources, which you absolutely have access to, that you don't need me anymore. And if you get totally stuck, call me if you feel like I'm the one, or you want me as a luxury item, I'll be happy to help clear it maybe a little faster than you could have on your own. But you know, my number one job always is do it for yourself. Awaken mm -hmm. your own power because every human has this, no exceptions. Yeah. Every human can call on their own divinity to heal and awaken them and call in the other energy they want. Yeah, absolutely. Love that. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So do you want to do the embodied awakening now or do you want to take some, does anybody have any questions about anything? It doesn't have to be about just the invocation, but it could be about anything that's coming up for you right now. Even during this conversation, if something is coming up for you mm -hmm. and you'd like to get some clarity, you know, definitely yeah, ask away. The one, the one thing I would prefer not to do today is I don't want to do anyone's individual astrology. Mm -hmm. because I really want everything on this call to be really helpful for everyone who's on the call. Yeah, I agree. Totally. I talk about astrology broadly, like we're in an amazing time this year, for example, but uh, I, I just want to stay away from individual sessions. Yeah. Yeah, so speaking of astrology, just really quickly, briefly, what's going on right now? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> well, in a nutshell, we have a triple conjunction of Pluto, Saturn, and Jupiter all year long. All much. year long, okay. And then this is, that's, this is why we have the pandemic. Um, you know, if people want to check this out, I have in-depth stuff on this on my site. The simplest way to access this, indeed, if they want to go, is go to astroshaman.com go to the blog and choose astrology forecasts, go back to April 4th, mm -hmm. April 4th. I, I, it's specifically about the Jupiter Pluto conjunction of that day, but it also links back to my January 12th post on the Saturn Pluto conjunction. And that links to about half an hour of audio from my forecast lecture for the year. And basically this is how you can go much deeper than I'm about to go. But basically yeah. Jupiter, I'm sorry, Saturn Pluto are the badasses of astrology. Um, 
as Rick Tarnas writes in his amazing book, Cosmos and Psyche, he spends 80 pages on these two guys, okay? Mm. And when these guys together, that's when we have pandemics, wars, global catastrophes, the worst of the worst happens when Saturn and Pluto are together. But also amazing positive things can happen. But Saturn and Pluto are here to destroy all that does not serve. Wow. To take down old structures that have outworn their usefulness. Mm -hmm. They are here to incredibly empower new structures whose time has come. So what I'm observing right now with the pandemic, I, I was, I was, I, you know, I listened to three pandemic podcasts every day and I was delighted to hear, okay, the European Union is now some countries are establishing a minimum baseline salary for people. Let's say you're guaranteed this much money just because you live here. And what the pandemic has shown is it's, and it's such a potent spiritual message we need for our evolution right time is everybody is us. Mm -hmm. As Ramana Maharshi said, the great Indian guru who was mm -hmm. asked, what do we do about other people? He said, there are no other people. Mm -hmm. As Ra and the law of one material would say, there are not others, there are other selves. What we've learned is that the least of us, because the pandemic has the power to infect us. If we don't take care of everyone else, we ourselves are at serious risk. When we harm our others, we harm ourselves. Mm -hmm. And this is a fundamental message of the pandemic. Everybody must be cared for or everybody is at risk. The pandemic is bringing this home clear and center. You know, the raw material states that the next level of human evolution, we're in third density now, going to fourth. Fourth density, we develop what's called a planetary consciousness. Every human there, or every being, it's not human anymore, but next level up, every being there is part of the planetary brain and we share a joint consciousness. Yes, we have individual consciousness and we are a joint consciousness. In fact, I'm already doing this in the events I'm doing with my Awakening Plus membership and other people are doing it. It's not just me, but we're sort of in between third and fourth and many of us are now able to have, in fact, I'm being told we're gonna to have it right on this call today. When we do our uh, awakening process, there will be the opportunity to blend with the entire group beyond time and space. It doesn't matter if they're doing it live or later on a recording, it's all gonna be the same space you can get to. Mm -hmm. So people today will have a chance to experience some of this blendedness on a very small scale. But if you're blending with maybe you know a few dozen people, that's great, but what if you're blending with a few billion people on a planet? How fast would that be? So, so, so the, what I'm, I know I'm expanding a bit, but what we're evolving into, because we are in a great time of transition and a time of when many people can graduate from human and go to the next level up. And again, human isn't even halfway there. You know, there's seven densities and we're just a number three. We're mm -hmm. still kind of in grade school here <laughs> as humanity, but there's so much more beautiful stuff to grow into. And, and if we can learn how to go beyond our individual self, the individual awakening, make sure where I'm not just the body, I'm energy beyond that. And you start going into the other realms and you start encountering other beings there. And, and a lesson that ayahuasca taught me so vividly, you start encountering like ascended masters and angels and archangels and all these beings. And then they merge with you and say, oh my God, I'm them, they're me. And the beings themselves are teaching me this, right? And, and at first, how arrogant of me to think I could be something like that. But the fact is, there's only one of us here. Yeah. God pretending to be different stuffs to have an experience. So, and, and part of the awakening process was I'm all of it. And how much am I aware of and how much is there yet to be aware of? You know, as a being who has some awakening going on, I yet I, I have this strong sense I'm not even a fraction of the way there. There's so much more I'm not aware of yet. I somehow sense 
how vast my ignorance is compared to the level of illumination I have. Mm. So there's this both an, an, a certainty of how much I am aware of, and yet this knowledge of how far there is to go. It's, a, it's an amazing little paradox there. <laughs> I love it. Thank you. Yep. So that's a nutshell of what's going on. So um, Julie has a question. She says, <clears throat> astrology is one of my passions and wondered what you consider most important in determining life path. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll speak very generally to that. Mm -hmm. The entire chart is life path. Mm. All of it. So the, the technical answer is the lunar nodes. Um, the north and south node of the moon. The north node is the destiny point, and that's a very kind of focused answer of what you're there for. But you need to look at the north node's sign, its house, the aspects of importance that are being made to the north node. Then you need to go to the planet that rules the north node. Example, if the north node is in Leo, the sun is the planet that rules Leo. You go to your sun, anything about the sun, its sign, planet, house, aspects, etc., will also inform the the life purpose interpretation. So formally, it's the nodes and all of its aspects, houses, sign, um, the ruler of the node and all of its levels of stuff. But then again, if, if all that's going on, and over here I've got a Sun, Mars, Mercury, Pluto conjunction, and none of that's side into the node, that's very important. <laughs> so anything that's a powerful concentration in the chart is life purpose. And that's, that's probably as simple an answer as I can give. And I'm, I know for some people that may have just been oh, we're very technical. So don't worry about it. <laughs> well, Julie, I'm sure Julie understands. So, so um, <clears throat> all right. So Angela was asking, um, how do I activate my healing power? Tried Reiki, did not help. Through voice, maybe? Well, there's lots of ways. We'll, we'll be doing a, a version here shortly. Yeah. Um, and just my answer is just hang out and you'll experience for yourself the method that I like to share. Yeah. Okay. So awesome. Thank you, Angela. So Cindy's asking, sorry if this was already covered, but is the higher self inside or outside us? Also, how is it different from the I am presence? Mm, okay. Mm -hmm. um, Great question. It is, not, Cindy. it is not spatially restricted is both inside and outside. Um, one could say, again, this gets into paradoxes where different things are simultaneously true, but to, to, for most people's understanding, if you're still in separation consciousness, right now we could say your higher self is mostly outside you and the invocation we're about to do will bring it inside you. Okay, so, so in an embodied awakening, you actually feel the higher self enter the physical body, merge with your cells and be a part of you. Okay, and what was the second part of the question? How is it different from the I am presence? Uh, I am presence is divine, defined very differently by different people. To some people, that would mean absolute unified source beyond all duality. Um, some people would call that the higher self itself. It depends who you're asking. Mm -hmm. so, so I don't know that I can give a meaningful answer because I don't really use the term I am presence as such. So I don't have a clear definition of it for myself. So. I'm not qualified to answer that one, sorry. Um, Dave Rani's asking, and this is a good one as well, how do I balance the ego? I think too much and feel less. Yeah, that, that's easy. Do the embodied awakening invocation is a good way to do that. Of course, there are many awesome paths, whatever works for you do, but what the embodied awakening do is it brings the divine in, you begin operating much more from intuition than from intellect, 
And if you keep that thing running every day, and it takes just seconds to refresh it for many people, and just a few minutes a day to refresh it if it slips, just that constant bringing it in, bringing it in, bringing it in, will will ease you out of the ego and into your divine awareness. And and I must add, the ego is not destroyed; it's just housebroken. Yeah, you know, you the need. The ego has a place. You know, the oh, ego yeah. has its own place. It's important. We need it. You can't really function in three D without it. Yeah. Okay? But the key is to not have it running the show. But you know, at least my preference is to have it be, be willfully and happily serving the higher self the best it can. Yeah, and absolutely. Not running yeah. So Michelle's asking, um, <clears throat> I've been becoming more aware, starting to wake up since the late 90s, but still don't feel properly awake. Do some people just, as part of their path, take longer to wake up than others, or have I just not been using the right tools? Uh, if you've been doing the best you can, that's the best you can. My, my hope is that the, the embodied awakening tool we're about to do will perhaps help you better. I'm hoping. Uh, you'll know from your own experience if that's true or not. Mm -hmm. And Regina is asking, how often do we do the invocation? Is there a benefit on a daily basis, or like you mentioned, when we want more clarity or help with something? Uh, that, that I was going to get into that at the end, but I'll answer it now. Um, if one is using the embodied awakening invocation and using it as a daily tool, it is best, this is the invocation where you call in your, your higher self into your body. I recommend that first thing every morning without fail. Um, after you get it down, I have people who say it takes them maybe five or 10 seconds. That's all that it takes. You're there. And then refresh as needed through the day. Um, the healing invocation can be used uh, two, two basic ways. One is just to use it when you get triggered and challenging emotions or physical sensations come up and use it to flush whatever got catalyzed. The other is to use it proactively where you say, I've got a little free time here. I want to go ahead and peel that next layer of that great onion of consciousness so I don't have to get triggered by it later. Because one thing I may not have emphasized strongly enough, every time you peel an old layer of wounding, you awaken more deeply. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, let me com I didn't complete that metaphor earlier, so let me do that now. He, at the divine core of that onion is your divinity, then all the layers of pain and wounding blocking it. Now, because when you became a human, you separated yourself from your conscious divine being, you, the human, are not at the core. You're outside the onion. The human is just outside the onion, and the divine light is, is partially shining through the layers, and part of it's blocked. Okay. So that means you're just outside it, and every layer that falls off, the light gets brighter. Peeling even a single layer of old wounding, of old pain, creates a dramatic upshift in, in divine consciousness. I mean, just doing one healing layer, people go into states of ecstasy as if they've taken some amazing drug. But there's no bad side effects. So that is, so basically, if you're doing the embodied awakening process, I strongly recommend every day without fail, refresh as needed. You might spend a grand total of maybe five or 10 minutes a day doing that. Almost no time, almost no effort, fabulous return on investment. Healing invocation, that's your call. You can do it as catalyzed, or if you want to plow in there and heal the stuff more quickly, proactively either call up on purpose stuff that would make you feel bad, and then call the healing invocation to flush it, or just say, spirit that I am, maximum healing that serves highest good, please, and let your higher self with its wisdom bring up whatever's next in line to be healed and just work with whatever comes up. Again, the guarantee that I've never seen fail is you will not get overwhelmed. I don't care how badass the trauma is, your higher self will only bring up as much of it as you can manage at one time. 
So it, these are tools that can be used according to your free will. The more you use them, the faster you wake up. Awesome, thank you. And so Mark says, uh, I, have, <clears throat> I have used invocations to heal animals, but they seem to be disturbed by it. So are you talking about these specific invocations or something else, Mark? <clears throat> and you know, and when it comes to animals too, they also have their own path and their own choice as well, do they not? I, I mean, they do. Um, what I would say in that whole scenario is, I would say be sure you have a clear, intuitive green light before you work on an animal. Check with your higher self and say, I'm a, "Is it of highest good for me to work on this animal?" And if the animals feel a little uncomfortable during the work, well, so do humans. I've seen humans you know, twitch and scream and holler while the stuff's moving through them. So yeah. an animal has emotions too. They would feel stuff as well. Just because they're being disturbed during the healing process doesn't mean they're not getting a net gain afterward. Yeah. So, so I think that you would need, I think I would want to be in tune enough with my own inner guidance to know that what I'm doing for the animal is really serving them. Awesome. And Kathy said, is there some preparation prior to saying the invocation? Not necessary. The invocations are standalone. There's nothing you have to do first. But today we're going to do something. <laughs> <laughs> you can. I mean, you have free will, but the, that's the great thing about the invocations. They are so simple. There's no prep needed. You just do them. Yeah. Okay, cool. You can add whatever frills and bells and whistles you want, but they're not actually required. Yeah. Awesome. Good. All right. So if there's no more questions right now, do you want to go ahead and do, the, we'll, we'll do the embodied awakening invocation? Yeah, we'll, we'll segue right into the healing invocation from there. Okay, awesome. So is there a time limit on how long we have to do all this? Nope. Okay. I'm feeling right. good well, we today. Time, <laughs> I'm feeling good today. <laughs> no good. major aches and pains no, today, so we're good. Right. So everyone, I invite you now um, it will be optimal for you and everyone to give this your undivided attention. That means this is the only thing you're doing while you're doing it. Um, and I do request that it'll be better for you. And because your energy is co-creating the event with everybody else, know that whatever energy and consciousness you're holding will impact everybody else. So just please do the best you can and give it your full attention. So close your eyes and Become aware of your entire body and your entire energy field if you can feel it. We're not changing anything, we're just getting the baseline. So just feel the whole body and whatever energy you're aware of, don't change it, just notice it. Okay, before we do the actual embodied awakening invocation, there's a, a tiny bit of information I, I like to give. First, uh, the metaphor for this is instead of your ego driving the car, your ego slides in the passenger seat and your divine drives. If your ego at any point doesn't like the divine's driving, all your ego has to do is take the wheel again. I mean, in a fraction of a second, you've got the wheel, the divine steps out with no fuss, you're back in control. So your ego must know that it is at no risk, you are safe, and this is instantly reversible. So you can try it on for size, and reject it if you don't like it, or stay with it if you do. So the other things are the key benefits of embodied awakening. These are well documented in the years I've been doing this. There's four key benefits I can describe easily. The first is if you're in embodied awakening, and again, this is a state you can maintain as a new normal for the rest of your life if you want to. First benefit, your experience has a lot more harmony, flow, ease, and grace. Second, 
everything you are responsible for, you do more responsibly and more joyfully. Third, instead of having to figure things out intellectually, you know intuitively what to do much more, and there is much more bliss. So those are the key benefits. There are many more that are very tough to put into words, but that gives you a sense of the direction we're moving in. If that sounds good, I invite you to do this invocation with me. Um, I'm gonna lead you through the eight words of the invocation, which I've already spoken previously, so you know what they are, but I will give them to you word for word. Speak them out loud if you can. Think them silently if you must. It will work either way. So here we go. Repeat to your higher self starting now. Maximum embodied awakening that serves highest good please. Please release the words and now relax into passive breath awareness. Your only task now is to notice the breath. You're not controlling it. You're just noticing it coming and going whenever it wants to. Whatever is happening is fine. Your job is to have the somatic experience, the physical sensation of the breath coming and going. Notice where the breath is easiest to feel in your body and very gently rest your attention right there. The reason you're doing this is you want to give yourself a non-mental focus to keep your ego attentive on something. This gives maximum space for the divine to bring in the awakening that you called. Now, when I lead this process for a group, I feel the general composite of the group's experience. And so far, there's just a trickle. So that lets me know there's way too much effort happening here. So I need to teach you how to minimize the effort. So let me first give you the bullet point tips on how to do this optimally. You're already resting in breath. I recommend you do not use any effort or willpower to try to make anything happen or stop anything from happening. I recommend you do not deliberately visualize or imagine anything. Just feel breath passively. Stop all the effort. Furthermore, we're going to check to see how little effort it takes even to feel your breath for most people, at first, it is way less than they thought. So let's do experientially. So for a moment, please go to zero effort. Don't even focus on breath. Just exist, simply be. Resist nothing, just allow. For a moment, just go to zero effort. Whatever comes up is fine. So here at zero effort, I would like you to very gently notice, is there breath awareness already at zero effort? If there is, zero effort is enough and stay at zero. If there is not breath awareness, then I want you to add a very tiny bit of effort. This is about as much as the touch of a feather barely any effort at all. And I want you to add those teeny tiny effort increments until you notice the breath. And this is just barely noticing the breath. Any awareness of the breath at all is enough. Your goal here is to use the absolute minimum level of effort to feel the breath 
at all. There are no furrowed brows. There is ease and relaxation and flow. Oh, it's feeling so much better now. Y'all are getting it. So drop all that effort and just feel breath with the absolute minimum effort needed to do that. Now we got a nice incoming flow. Well done, guys. And by the way, just a reminder, even if you're doing this as a replay, I'm still feeling you in the field. This is kind of a magical process, and you are participating just as actively on the replay as if you were live. So please uh, give it the same level of attentiveness as if you were right here in the room with me. And Alara. Ooh, it's feeling nice. So many of you are already getting into Embodied Awakening. So I'll go ahead and describe what the parameters are for your ego checking if that's happening. If you've actually attained Embodied Awakening, four things are simultaneously true. There is no mental chatter, no challenging emotion. It's peaceful. And all this happens with no effort at all. I mean, zero. So if you're feeling that state, no mental chatter, no challenging emotion, the mind is clear, the emotions are calm. To double check, it's really embodied awakening, drop all effort and just be. And if at zero effort, all that is still true, no mental chatter, no challenging emotion, and peaceful, that's it, you're there. The reason that works is because the nature of the higher self, that those are its characteristics. It doesn't do mental chatter or challenging emotion. It's always peaceful no matter what. And if your ego is having that experience without effort, to my knowledge, the only way that can happen is if your higher self has merged with your ego and they're now, for all practical purposes, one thing. And, and more and more of you are getting there based on what I'm feeling. You're doing fantastic. So those of you who are in Embodied Awakening, just rest here. You are doing a valuable service to those who aren't quite here yet. The more of us that are sitting in Embodied Awakening and holding the field, the easier it becomes for everyone else to get there. If you're not quite there, continue to rest in either zero effort or just barely enough effort to feel that breath at all. Again, your focus is on breath. One further instruction is around distractions. If you become aware at any point that you're not aware of your breath, uh, it's because the distraction has got you. And a distraction is simply for our purposes at this moment, anything that is not breath awareness. So do you fight it? Do you, do you mess with it or try to fix it or heal it? No, you let that distraction be exactly as it is with no resistance. It is an uninvited guest. It is not you for our purposes right now so you let it do its thing you actually just fine i see you distraction great and i'm going back to breath so you just gently return your awareness to the breath very gently very persistently and just come right there you go right back into it if the distraction keeps yammering in the background no problem there is room for both of you it does its thing you do your thing and sometimes when you just rest in breath, that distraction just kind of fades out. This feeling, this feels getting fantastic, guys. This is awesome. So we're going to go just a moment longer to let any stragglers catch up into embodied awakening. So I mentioned earlier the group field. It is so present right now without us even trying. 
So some of you are sensitive enough to feel, I'm not just feeling my own awakening, I'm feeling the field of all these people, whether they're live or on the replay, in this beautiful group field of awakening. It's so bright and beautiful and it feels so good. So if you're having that awareness, enjoy it. If you're not and just feeling your own awakening, that's fine. You keep practicing enough, you'll start getting into the group field too. I mean, part of you is in it already, but your human self will be conscious of that. Your sensitivity obviously will increase the more you practice. Okay, so that feels really good. I feel like everyone who's gonna to get to Embodied Awakening is here. So take just a moment and check that one more time. Uh, everyone, please not go to zero effort and just be. So in this moment is all the following true. No mental chatter, no challenging emotion, peaceful and effortless. All that's true, then you're there. If not, that's okay. You can come back to the replay, do it again. So we're now ready to go to phase two for the uh, healing process. Laura, is there anything we need to do before transitioning to that? All right, we're good then. Okay, so now we go to the healing invocation. And we're first going to check if there's already something to work on. Now, each of us is going to have our own individual experience here, but the fact that we're all doing it as a group will support everybody. I would like you now to scan, and this is regardless of whether you got to Embodied Awakening or not. It doesn't matter. Okay, it will work just fine. So scan, once again, your entire body and energy field and find out, is there anything in your emotions or your physical body or anywhere else that does not feel wonderful? that doesn't feel awesome? Is there anything that is tight or constricted or painful or numb or throbbing or whatever, whatever is anything that is not wonderful? So just take a moment to, to kind of feel the whole thing at once and note any area that needs healing attention. If you've identified such a place, just know where it is. Now, if you scanned and felt nothing, which often does happen after people do the embodied awakening invocation because you're so saturated with bliss, everything feels great. Then um, there's two ways to do a proactive healing invocation. What I'm being guided to do is the simpler one, which is to simply uh, let the higher self bring up whatever's next in line rather than calling up a specific thing. So, so what we're gonna do now is we're gonna do the healing invocation and then I'll give both sets of instructions, but we need to, I'd like to get it rolling. So just again, before we do it, just a reminder that as part of this process, you may feel intense, challenging energies. They are coming up to be healed and only that which is ready to be healed is going to come up. So if you're feeling challenging energy, you have the opportunity to fully release it in this round. Um, so you have to be willing to feel it to heal it basically. My guarantee, as I said before, is you are absolutely not going to get overwhelmed. Your divine self will not allow it. You will receive, again, if there's a major trauma, only the portion of it that can be healed on one round will come up. You can trust your higher self to keep you safe. It is you, it loves you, it's totally watching out for you. So with that understanding and with that readiness, if you are ready to do this with us, then Repeat the following seven words out loud if you can, silently if you must. Maximum healing that serves 
highest good please. Let the words go. So if you already are aware of a challenging area in the body, rest your attention right there. If there's a central area of greatest pain or discomfort, put your attention right in that center spot. If it is a broader area that is equally challenged, then let your awareness rest in that broader area. But focus your energy, your attention, right into that area that feels like it needs work. If you have no such area and there's no particular spot that's challenging you, just rest in passive breath awareness. Now you can oscillate between the two styles. If you've got something that needs attention and you're holding attention there and it eventually flushes out and you have no particular focus point left, then revert back to breath. If you're in breath and something fires up and obviously there's an area that feels challenged, you can place your attention there until it clears and then go back to breath. So you can oscillate between the two focused awareness and breath awareness. So you've called the healing invocation. Either way, your job is still to be passive. The extent of your effort is the holding of somatic awareness. So either you're feeling breath come and go if there's nothing too intense. If something intense is up, you are focusing your attention right there into that area of intensity. But you are not doing anything about it at the human ego level. You are witnessing. You are, again, if you at the human level try to do anything about it, you try to heal it or fix it or do any remedial work other than pure awareness, you'll push your divine away and you won't get the healing it can give you. Free will escape clause. So I recommend you may you limit your awareness to just watching and feeling and really merging. You'll discover you can put your full attention not just around something, but in something. You can actually become that discomfort and merge with it. You are actually loving it. To love is to be one with. So give it your full attention. Uh, you might also notice something really interesting. The observer feels no pain. When you do this, it's kind of like there's two of you. There is the witness, which is actually the higher self, which can put his attention even in the most painful area and be fine. And there is the human part that's holding the pain. It's definitely feeling discomfort, but it's not actually the witness. And the subtlety becomes obvious once you work with this a little bit. If that's too confusing, don't worry about the distinction. Just put your attention there and, and feel whatever's happening. The only point I was trying to make there is that your attention can go anywhere, even the most painful area, and be fine. So my body is trembling, which is very normal with this. So what's happening now, I'm feeling in my body, uh, empathetically, energy is flushing. And you may feel energy going out your hands or your feet. It may also exit other areas, although the hands and feet are the common exit points. It likes to go out the limbs. This is in Peru. They would call this hucha. Hucha is waste energy. It's heavy energy. It is the energy equivalent of piss or poop. So the heavy stuff that's clearing, just let it go. For some people, it will feel very thick and sludgy. For others, it will be flowing fast and clear. Just let it go. It goes down into the earth for Mother Earth, Pachamama, Gaia, whatever you want to call her. This is like a yummy chocolate treat. She loves hucha. 
is really yummy for her. Just like plants love carbon dioxide, which is poison to humans, hucha is like nurturing treats for the earth. So your heavy gunk is her joy. So give it to her as a blessing. Let it release, go down to the earth. Uh, my body is now vibrating broadly. That means the group as a whole is getting a nice strong healing flow. If you are getting a strong response, if your environment allows it, let it rip. If your body needs to shake or vibrate or tremble, if you need to cry, if you need to scream, pound your fist, stomp your feet, whatever you need to do, you do it. As long as you won't <laughs> disrupt your environment too much, you know, let it go. If your body wants to do something to clear, then allow it. Your body is really smart. It knows how to release stuff if you don't get in its way. Now, don't be a drama queen just for the heck of it. But I also invite you not to resist a natural desire in the body to do something to flush something out or clear it up. So I'm feeling a lot of vibrating in my body, a lot of energy moving through. Again, empathetically, that means the group is doing some very strong healing right now. Again, all thought is distraction while we're in this process. There is no thought that can help you right now in terms of the healing. You don't have to know what it is. You don't have to know how it got there. You don't need any story about it at all. When we're doing this work, any mental activity at all is static. It gets in the way. You can contemplate it all you want after the healing round is over. You will get the best outcome right now by treating all thought as distraction and going back to sensation, either awareness of the stuff the strong intensity in the body or the breath, if that is absent. This is working at a pure spiritual level, the level beyond thought. This pulls it up by the roots. And then after that's clear, then whatever is on other levels, emotional, physical, whatever, can then just kind of fall away. It no longer has any basis for remaining if you've pulled it up by the root. So again, just rest your awareness either in the sensation you're experiencing or in the breath, whichever is a easier focus for you. And now I'm starting to feel the bliss. One of the awesome things about this healing invocation is even while the healing is still going on, the bliss begins to rise. So most of us, and again, what I'm narrating here is gonna be what the majority of people are experiencing. If you're having a different experience, go with your own experience. Don't try to match my words here. Let your higher self run your own show right now. If it's different, that's okay. So, but for most of us, there's bliss arising. I'm feeling it mostly in the head, kind of an ecstatic feeling. There's a fair amount of pineal gland shimmering going on in there. So what's happening in our great onion of consciousness metaphor is that outer layer is starting to crack and fall off. It's not fully off yet, but lots of light is shining through the cracks. And even though that little bit of light is starting to light the bliss up. 
So even as the healing is still in progress, the bliss rises as the light becomes more bright, as one more layer that blocks you from your divinity falls away. And you may now, if my experience is any indication, be perceiving your own physical body more like energy than solidity. It's like, wow, the whole body just feels alive and vibrating and like pulsing energy. See if that's your experience of your body right now. And now we're moving a level deeper. And as we go into deeper levels, it, it becomes tricky to use words to describe the differences. All I can say is it's deeper, it's more blissful, it's uh, more one than the state before it. Ecstasy, flow, euphoria, those kind of words. Yeah. Again, the blended field is quite strong here. So you, those of you who are more sensitive are probably feeling all of us in the field and not just yourself. If you're just feeling yourself, that's fine. That's a marvelous achievement all by itself. And it feels like this round is slowing down. Uh, there's a little bit of drainage. I'm still perceiving out the hands and feet. So we'll give it just a moment longer. And after we wind up the healing round, we'll, I'll happily take feedback. If people want to ask something or type something, I'll happily address whatever, whatever may come up. Um, I'm being told, I got a question just recently from my last Awakening Plus call. Um, that's my spiritual membership where someone noted that after a recent event, they felt a lot of heat and they sweated a lot during the call. And they said, what's going on with that? And I said, oh, I've done that so many times. That's purification. Uh, if you feel heat in the body, which leads to sweating, that's the higher self sending in uh, fire energy to purify out some heavy stuff. So shaking, vibrating, heat, sweating, they're all just stuff that happens to clear heavy stuff away. That's just about wrapped up. Let's give it just a moment longer to settle in. There, that's pretty well touched down. So before we go to questions, take a moment, please, and feel your state. Now, I had you notice how you felt before we started this. I'd like you to feel now and compare. Do I feel different now than before we did that healing round? If so, can I put that difference into words, into concepts? Now we got the mind again. We can, it's, we'll use it in useful ways. Do I, basically, if you want to keep it as simple as possible, do I feel better or worse? And would love to, uh, to take some feedback now from, now that we've just gone through that, it's the perfect time to ask people what they, what was your experience? Do you have questions? I'd love some immediate feedback on that from the live callers. Oh my goodness. Okay. So Diana wants to share something. So go ahead, Diana. Hi, Benjamin, Alara. Hi. Um, <laughs> so when um, I came in halfway because I was trying to get online and it was putting me out, but um, one of the things is my third eye was pulsating and pulsating and it's almost like someone was drilling something 
right on my third eye or the pineal gland and I felt it and uh, there's a lot of warmth on my left and uh and then uh and then a, a lot of warmth on my right but but the 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 pulsating of the third eye kept going uh-huh. why was that it was being opened up <gasps> okay well that makes sense because for the first time i felt the heart and the heart in mind connection i felt good. it you're good excellent yes so thank you awesome glad to hear it thank you you're welcome loved it yay thank you good thank you diana <laughs> Lovely. Um, so there's some um, comments in the chats as well. So Yvonne said that I started with a headache and now it's gone and sleepy. I, uh-huh. I totally get the sleepiness too. <laughs> yeah. So uh, let me speak to that. Um, that could be genuine fatigue, but a lot of people only get to a really significant level of relaxation when they are just falling asleep. And sometimes it takes a while to discriminate, oh, this deep relaxation is something I can actually hold throughout the day. It's called flow state. And, and I may have to get used to the fact that I can be in this really relaxed state and be functional. Okay, so uh, other people, I have sometimes people report they fall asleep when they're listening to my recordings, they can't stay awake. That's because they, they're still clearing heaviness and, the, and their ego cannot actually maintain consciousness at the level they're being taken to. And sometimes it takes repeated entries into a level before you can hold conscience there. So that wasn't the direct question, but that, that I get that question a lot. Okay, what's next? Good. And Janet says, feel much better, thank you. Julie says, feel better, felt heat and pulsating. Good. Jillian says, wow, whole left arm was tingling with pins and needles and hands vibrating. Yay, then he was moving. Um, and also remember those are usually what you feel in the arms and legs is, is exiting energy. And if, if it feels like you got stuckness, like it's backed up in one of the limbs, if you just hold awareness in that limb where you feel the stuckness, often the simple holding of awareness is enough to get it open again. Again, you put your awareness where the work is needed. And if you've got a clog, just put your attention on the clog and that the divine energy goes there and opens it up and clears it. So, uh, yeah, pins and needles, that's just energy moving. Yeah. Yeah. And obviously, I did not want to come out after the embodied awakening, you know, and you, you asked me a question. It's like, no, nothing, nothing to do. I don't want to say anything. I want to stay where, where I am. <laughs> right. So it was great. It was, yeah, wonderful. I loved it. And, um, yeah, I could have stayed longer, you know, definitely could have stayed longer. <laughs> Yeah, it's a timeless place. It's great to hang out there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was wonderful. I loved it. Good. All right. So um, if there's any other comments or questions, either, you know, take them in the chat or uh, raise your hand. Okay. Um, so I wanted to talk about, you know, the special offer as well. So um, if you're on the live page, you can just click on the button, the special offer button. If you're not, you can always go to lar.at forward slash show, forward slash Benjamin five. So Benjamin, I just wanted you to share a little bit about, this is the Awakening Plus uh, membership, right? Okay, so this is really a great deal, if I don't mind saying so. So Awakening (laughs) Plus is my membership. 
And this is what uh, my main work moving forward, I anticipate will be Awakening Plus. It's, it's a group container where I'm gonna do everything I can to help people awaken and heal. And, and those who want to serve the Great Awakening, that can be part of it as well. So um, basically, when you join Awakening Plus, you get access to all the events. I guarantee three events per month, but during the pandemic, I've been doing way more than that. Sometimes I'm doing three and four events a week, okay? Um, because it's really, the light's moving very strongly now, the Great Awakening is happening, and, and I'm really, one of my missions is to support that too. So as an Awakening Plus member, you get access to all the calls. Now to be fair, many of those calls are offered for free anyway, for people on my list, but only members get the replays. And at the moment, there's over 230 replays. <laughs> and every single one carries the same power as the original event. I get told this over and over again, the replay is just as strong as the live event because it moves, it's held in the Akashic Records beyond time and space. So this gives you access to a vast archive, hundreds of hours of processes, and there are all kinds of processes for healing, for awakening. I have a guest presenter every month. Um, there's just a vast variety of support. Not only that, you get the forum. Now, now the forum um, is fairly lightly traveled right now, but in the forum, you can chat with other members. I expect the members, the forum will get quite a bit more active as we develop a stronger uh, membership, uh, more people in there. And you can connect with others, get support. Another feature of Awakening Plus is you get an accountability partner. And an accountability partner is someone you check in with them and you hold yourself accountable for whatever you want. Um, I found a really interesting study that found that um, if a person simply, you know, most people say they're gonna do stuff and they never do it. We all know that most of what we say we're doing normally doesn't get done. If you just tell someone you're gonna do something and they're not even gonna hold you accountable, the odds of you doing it rise to 65%. If you have an accountability partner and you know they're going to check in with you and ask, did you do that? The odds of you getting something done rise to 95%. This is like broad psychological studies. So basically, just having an accountability partner, you say, okay, I'm going to do this spiritual practice or I'm going to get this other thing done. You can hold each other accountable for anything in your life, whatever you want, business, personal, whatever. And that alone, I, mean, I know groups who pay hundreds of dollars People who pay on it just to be in an accountability group. And this is just one tiny feature of Awakening Plus. And you don't have to do the accountability partner or the form if you don't want to, but they're available as part of the package. And here's the amazing thing. The usual price for a whole year Awakening Plus membership, dozens and dozens of calls and all this other stuff would normally be just $189. I price very reasonably, but on this offer, it's just $99 for an entire year. If you had a good experience on this, what just happened, imagine doing this regularly and being part of a group that goes deeper and deeper into the group field and the, the power and intensity and benefit of what you do as part of a developing group is vastly larger. I mean, anything done in a group container just gets a lot more power in it. So for just $99, I mean, you could spend that taking your family out to dinner. You get an entire year of spiritual support, you know, so it's, it's extraordinary and uh, I think it's an amazing value. I actually hesitated before I put the price that low, but I figured I would. <laughs> so if that sounds interesting, that's the special offer, an entire year of Awakening Plus for just 99 bucks. Awesome, thank you. And yeah, definitely, like if, if this is, if you enjoyed what we did today, you know, there's way more of that in the membership and not just that, but all sorts of other 230 
you know, uh, calls and processes that you can tap into, tune into, listen to again and receive, right? And receive. And, um, and as well, you know, the, the part you talked about, the, about the accountability group, that is so bang on, you know, it's like, you, everybody needs an accountability buddy, honestly. Otherwise, you know, we don't get our stuff done. So yeah, that's definitely a big bonus as well. So please do take a look at that. Join, receive more of these, not just the, the healing invocation and the embodied awakening invocation, but other stuff, other processes that Benjamin does. And like I said before, you know, his healing abilities, his healing processes are really powerful as well as his astrology. They're both. I mean, he's like, it's a double whammy, you know, he's, he's, he's really gifted in both. So be, be willing to receive that wisdom and those, those, uh, that healing energy as well. So I just wanted to share really quickly as well. Um, Benjamin, Yvonne is asking, can we do this for others with higher self permission, like these, uh, embodied awakening process, uh, invocation and the higher self or sorry, the healing invocation. Absolutely. The reason I put them up freely on my side is I want anyone who wants them to use them. They're, they're open to everybody. As far as I know, they, they're risk-free. Mm -hmm. I mean, a person who uses these invocations, they're going directly to their own higher self. The phrasing, you know, says maximum whatever that serves highest good, please. And highest good means you're getting what actually benefits you. And basically you're saying, give me as much as I can handle within what serves my highest good. And, and to me, that's a completely safe container. You Just the words themselves create the safe container and give you the experience you're going through. So you can share that with anyone, do it for them, do it with them, have them do it on their own, mm -hmm. more the merrier. So awesome. I think these are completely safe modalities. I don't perceive any risk in any yeah. way. Good. Thank you, Yvonne, for that question. Um, so Kathy uh, said, I've been releasing terror for hours today, and it took me a while, but I kept with the process and finally felt deep peace. Good. Well done. Yeah, yeah well you got to feel it to heal it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Diana says, I did feel my body become light and not 3D. Yay. Yeah. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> and another cap, another Kathy said, because there's two, so I don't want you to get, think I'm talking about the same one, but um, still feeling thoughtless, felt very expanded, and my area of discomfort is feeling much better. Awesome. Good. Thank you. Yeah. And Brenda said, I had pain in my left groin area, felt tingling in my fingers. And when coming back around, I noticed I have no pain. So thank you. Good. Yeah, the divine can, you know, if there's no karmic reason for that stuff to stay, it can flush out really quick. Yeah. And see how this didn't take very long. You know, like it was a, a few minutes, so, you know, maybe five minutes, maybe 10 minutes, but that's because we did two, you know, yeah. but it doesn't take a long time. So it is about being willing to, just be and being willing to receive, right? Stepping out of out of your own way and just receiving. I, I have to admit at the beginning, you know, it took me a while to get to the um, the, the passive breathing, you know, like the not forcing my breath, but just being in the breath, you know? It took me a little while, just cause, uh, but then what I did, it was like, oh, yes. And then I didn't want to come out. I, I, I wanted to stay there. <laughs> it's like, well, let me just, let me just stay here. Well, my point is I stay there all day long. Mm -hmm. You know, we, you, the, the embodied awakening becomes your new normal. It's like you, you've taken a major quantum leap up in reality 
and your reality is now different than most people's. You are walking around as an awakened being. You are the marriage of heaven and earth. You are walking between the worlds. Mm -hmm. And that becomes the baseline from which the other awakenings happen. And the baseline from which if you're, you know, I imagine most of the people in this call are also wanting to serve this. How can I help this beautiful awakening happening on the planet? You know, yeah. all this, this craziness is happening because it's being cleared away. The planet itself and the, the inhabitants are healing thousands of years of toxic patriarchy and dominator culture. All right. So it all has to come out to be cleared. And many of us are here as light workers to assist with this process. So let me, it's a slight tangent, but my, when people say, oh, why am I here in this terrible world? I say, because you chose to be here. You're on, you're on hazard duty. You, you, you knew coming in, it was going to be a mess. And you're here for that very reason. You're, you're here to serve and help. You're not here to make the planet perfect. You knew you were coming into a crisis zone because you knew you'd be able to learn how to hold light and be one of the millions who are here holding the light and helping the, the planetary evolution. Uh, Alara, if you're speaking, you're muted. Okay. So yeah, so I I actually did type it in and I sent it to myself on my WhatsApp. So that's why I was just copying, pasting it here because <laughs> Jen wanted to know what is the healing invocation again? Maximum healing that serves highest good, please. So right. <laughs> let me let me throw in another thing here. These exact words are not necessary. People sometimes get hung up on that. The, the whole idea is you need to communicate to your higher self, communicate to your higher self as clearly and simply as possible exactly what you want. So the fewer words that get that job done, the better. So these phrasings, again, as I said, it's a template. It is maximum fill in the blank that serves highest good please. And we've called for body awakening and we've called for healing but you can plug in anything else. And if you can't remember that exact wording, don't stop to say, hey, I yourself, this is as close as I can come. I just give me some healing. I want to release what doesn't serve me. I want to feel better. Let's, let's make that happen as much as serves high school. Some, you know, you can get all wordy with it. As long as you communicate it, get it out in your own words, your higher self knows what you mean. Yeah. So, so don't get hung up. You don't, my, these again are my best distillations of minimum number of words that gets the job done but use words that feel good for you. The way you know is it works or it doesn't. Mm -hmm. so, so, phrasings and you, if you got a phrasing that works and you like it, use it. Doesn't have to be mine. But I would say try this for a little while, you know, and so like write it down, put it on your phone, yeah. you know, whatever it happens to be, because, you know, sometimes our own habits get in our way. Okay. Mm -hmm. our, our habits get in our way. So write it down, say it a couple of times so that you get it, you know, and, Play with it, experiment with it, feel it out, right? So maximum healing that serves highest good, please. Maximum embodied awakening that serves highest good, please. Maximum vitality, maximum joy. You pick what you want to experience in that day, okay? Or many times during the day. It doesn't have to be just once a day, many times during the day. And then receive, that's it. And, and if you're one of those forgetful people like I can be, you know, set alarms, set daily alarms on your phone about the time you'd be waking up have an alarm go off on your phone and say embodied awakening invocation and have the words right there if you need them. Or, or you know, maybe every few hours have an alarm go off. Um, I, one of my favorite things to put in there is got light body, <laughs> 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 which is a way of cute way of saying, am I awake? Or mm -hmm. just ask, am I awake? And if not, then do the refresher, take a few seconds and get it back on. So, so use your electronic reminders to assist you until you've got it real consistently on your own. So, so that your phone can be your best friend when it comes to holding this consciousness. 
And Ivan's saying, can you specify healing, if, for example, eyesight? Whatever. Ask for whatever you want. So you can either specify it or you can just focus on it. Oh, yeah. You have, a, have a gentle well, awareness I, on it. Well, yeah, you can say maximum. Uh, you could say, I call in maximum optimal eyesight that serves highest good place. Or, or you, can, you can put that phrasing as specifically as you wish. But again, I, I always like to throw that, that serves highest good at the end. Yeah. Because, you know, and yeah. So you can even say at the end, this or something better. <laughs> the door to, what, you got something in mind that's even cooler than what I asked for? Go for it. You got my permission. <laughs> yeah. So you can yeah. Be as, you ask for anything you want, and the divine will do the best it can. As long as it's not one of those of God things where you as a soul chose to have that restriction or challenge for the lifetime, then pretty much anything can be healed. The divine mm -hmm. is by the laws of physics or the beliefs of Western medicine. Yeah, and, and that's a good point, Benjamin, is that you have to remember that even for yourself and even other people, they may have chosen a specific experience that they mm -hmm. wanted to experience in this lifetime. Their soul may have chosen that experience beforehand, right? right. So that is valid. That is true. So it's not about judging the person for choosing that. It's their choice, right? And yeah. I'll allow that to be. So if something doesn't change, then maybe, you know, just remember that maybe this is what they chose before they came that they wanted to experience and be okay with that. Yeah. And, and as, a, as a shamanic healer, the one thing that I always keep in mind is it, what they're wanting healed may not be mine to take away. You know, some people go, through, well, let me ask, we've all lived long enough, I think, on this call to say, wow, I can remember a real intense challenge I went through, a difficult period of my life, and it was really hard, and I came out of it with such greater wisdom, so much smarter, so much more developed as a person, maybe, and I would never have chosen that challenge, but I really needed it to grow. So if you've got a person who's in challenge, and your biggest, I want to take that pain away from them, and you have the ability to do that, whoa not so fast you know i can imagine a scenario where a person let's say they're on their final human lifetime and their last thing is to conquer this one thing and you with your arrogance take it away from them because you have the power to do it well you just screwed them over because now they got to come back again and maybe do a whole other round of being human when they could have just nailed it this time right so understand that a person's suffering or challenge is designed for their growth always and if you're intervening with someone be really clear with your inner guidance that you really are called to do a particular thing because you get in there and start messing with a person's karmic frequencies and, and doing things for them that maybe they need to do for themselves. You know, that's not such good medicine for them on the soul level, even if it appears to help a human. So even when I'm a shamanic healer working and someone specifically asks me for a thing, I'll say, okay, I'll do what I can. And always I say to the greatest extent, the service highest good, this or something better. I never imposed Benjamin's will. I always let the divine work it, and Benjamin's just the tool that the divine uses. So I hope that. that Absolutely, helps. and I'm just gonna make one little clarification. So it's okay. not always arrogance, so sometimes it's deep compassion, because I had this conversation with a client um, ah. last week. <laughs> so, you know, it is sometimes deep compassion, and we get that, but we, the, the exact same thing. You know, it's, it's, it's your love and compassion. Ah. But, and that's why, like, sometimes, you know, when I go back and look at my, uh, trials and tribulations. I don't, you know, as bad as they were, then they were bad. I have no regrets. I would not want to give them up because of the blessings I received. And, you know, 
the sometimes I wonder about the wisdom. It's like what 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 wisdom? But it's like I'm gonna I'm gonna assume there was wisdom there. Um, but but I did receive blessings, and so for that, you know, I'm grateful, and so that's you know, it's gotten me here to where I am now. So it's yeah. all it's it's all good, right? Yeah. But um, but yeah, if somebody would have inter, oh my god, and just as I'm saying this, I'm like, oh my god, just the the. If somebody would have come in and intervened, I would have missed out on the greatest gift of I, I've got tears. You know, I would have missed out on the greatest greatest gift of my life. And wow. so I'm so glad that uh, nobody did. <laughs> so that's why I'm always very careful. Unless somebody specifically asks me, can you help me with this? I keep my mouth shut and I like, you know, I'm good. You know, like you do you. Your choice is the most important thing. But yeah, just uh, so, so uh, the person I'm talking to, you know who I am and you know who you are. I'll talk to you about this again later, but it's like, just, I just got the awareness right now, Benjamin, of if, I would not want to give that up, you know? So it's like, just, I have tears and it's so much, I don't know what this emotion is, but you know, if somebody would have come in and said, oh, let me heal this for you. Let me take this from you. Let me save you. Mm. No, <laughs> I would, I would have missed out on my, on the greatest blessing that I've received you know so so no i would not i would not um so i'm so i'm so grateful that nobody did and i received the blessing that i did and i'm like so so grateful for all the experiences all the challenges all the trials all the heartaches all the pain all the everything um because of the wisdom <laughs> the wisdom and the blessing that and the grace that i have received so yeah. I, I've often attract clients who are healers or awakeners themselves in some way. And they talk about all the difficulty they had through their life. And I say, wow, that was on the job training. <laughs> you <laughs> had to go yourself in this lifetime and, and learn how to heal yourself so you could turn around and help others. Yeah. So that was yeah. your training. Yeah. Absolutely. So uh, Janet's asking, does this tie into carrying, carrying the heaviness of others? Oh, let's, we didn't hit that topic yet, so we should. Okay. So may I address that? Okay. Yeah. So, so first off, it's all you. <laughs> so there really is no other, it's illusory. But, but let's now speak from the perspective of a separate ego. All right. So the first levels of healing, now there are exceptions, but this is the usual course of events. First, you start healing your own heavy stuff, and it's all your own stuff from this lifetime or your past lives. Then you get enough of that dealt with, you start bringing in your family stuff. You start healing for your lineage forward and backward in time, and you help the people related by blood. Then, if you get far enough, you start healing for absolute strangers. You have stuff come into your body, where the hell did that come from? I've never felt that before. And, and you are, if you're advanced enough, you're called to serve the great collective. Remember, we're all in this together. Everyone on earth is you. And if there's a person somewhere who needs to wake up a little bit and they are not yet capable of doing their own healing, that heaviness they need to clear will be assigned to someone else and that person will clear it for them. And they may not even know who that other person is. Now, in the, in the little intro, we said there's a reward for this. Now, I think everyone on this call, unless I'm really missing my guess, when they got to that end of that healing process, they may have gone through some heavy stuff, but you got more blissful, okay? you get the same bliss effect when you heal for someone else. 
It doesn't matter if the heavy energy was originally yours or not. If you process it through you, um, in, in Peruvian shamanism, they say you process heavy energy and it clears your system. And then this little pearl of light comes up into your pineal and goes ding, like you know Mario hitting a coin in the video game or something, and a little more awakening. So the very there's sort of an alchemical process when you process heavy energy through you. Part of that's refined down to this little golden nugget that then goes to your pineal and wakes you up a little more. So you your your gift for healing for another is a deepening of your awakening. So so you 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 can't lose. It doesn't, you know, I've stopped even caring when I feel heavy as that mine or someone else's. Who cares? It's all me anyway. If it landed in my field, it's mine to work with. You know, either I clear it or it hangs around. I don't really have much choice. All right. So I just work it with the healing invocation or other tools that I have and I process it and it goes through. And you can, you know, there's, you know, there's other tools I use too. You can become a, a healing machine. I mean, you can take almost any heavy energy, just process it through you like, like a production line. It's pretty amazing. So on that note, I was just going to ask Angela, because she was asking about um, healing. So Angela, how was that for you? And, you know, did you, what did you experience? And is this something that, you know, you can start to use for yourself and actually, you know, start using it for your family, your loved ones a little bit as well, right? I think she's still here. <laughs> I just thought I'd ask. She was asking about, go ahead, Angela. I had a full house, ah. so it was a bit hard to concentrate, yeah. but I will go back to it. Okay, awesome. Good. Yeah, go back to it. Do it when there, you, know, you don't have so much distraction, and then let me know, okay? I can, I can speak a little more broadly to this topic, if you like. Um, okay. So yes, the, please. So carrying the heaviness of others a lot. I work with so many empaths. I mean, I attract them in huge numbers for clients, it seems like. And they're, I feel everyone's stuff. If someone has a negative emotion, I feel it in me. I'm tired of it. I feel so heavy and sick from it. And I hear this super commonly. And embodied awakening is the first step out of that cycle of suffering. Because if you're, if you're really sensitive, and in astrology, I see that with people who have like a lot of Pisces planets or they have a lot of Neptune aspects or 12th house planets. There's water signs generally are very empathic compared to other signs. And basically they have a porous boundary. And as long as you're not awake yet, then you just act like a sponge and you suck up all the heavy stuff. And typically if you're not awake, you're not that skillful at processing the heavy energy anyway. Once you get this embodied awakening on, you've got this sun in the middle of you, this awakened self, and it radiates light out so two things happen first instead of you just having everything impact you you start positively radiating energy out like the sun trying to keep light in all directions and you've got this outward current and so less of that heavy stuff even comes in a lot of it gets washed back by the outward moving energy so that's a, for starters plus now that you're awake you have access to far more energy and when you pull that healing invocation you've got a lot more power available to stir up and flush out anything you did pick up so the, the cure for your sensitivity is not to try to desensitize. It's not going to, you're not going to, if you numb out with substances or TV or whatever you do to kind of zone out, that's not solving the problem. It's only distracting you from it. Okay. The problem is still there when you come back to your regular reality. The key is to actually upshift your reality, become awake and have that be your daily maintenance, daily routine, and then have this vastly enhanced resource of your own divinity that can heal you and awaken you and, and deal with anything that comes in. 
So um, I've gotten to the point now where I'm very, I'm more empathic and sensitive than I've ever been. I feel energy super sensitively and it doesn't bother me because I have the ability to hold the divine awareness above the level of the problem. And once you've awakened to the next level up, you have in a sense become the master of everything below. So there's no energy below that that can really mess with you too much because you are the next level up and you can handle it. And that's, that's kind of broad, but that's the general idea. So uh, the, the key point I want to know home there, if you're an empath, it is your greatest strength once you awaken and learn that you're here to radiate energy out and not just suck it in. You then become a walking blessing everywhere you go. Uh, that makes a lot of sense. Um, yes, some Pisces, so you're spot on on that. Mm -hmm. And the sensitivity is there, but there's a conflict on time um, to be able to split uh, and get away from the activity and also have that time to be calm and, you know, um, find time for yourself. Okay, but, but remember, I, I appreciate what you're saying, but what I'm giving you takes almost no time at all. I mean, I'm not yes. kidding you. Once you get the hang of this, you can get your embodied awakening on in a matter of seconds. Less time than it takes to brush your teeth. You can be awakened. And it takes just that little time to refresh it. So time is no longer an excuse because it takes virtually no time or effort to have it and be there persistent. <laughs> and Angela, I'm sure you can find five minutes. Okay? Yes, I can. <laughs> exactly. All right. <laughs> I've, I've had people tell me they start saying the eight word invocation and they're in embodied awakening before they even get the eight words out. It can be really. I'll, I'll send you mail and I've tried it. <laughs> yeah, try it. Play with it. Experiment with it, okay? Yeah. Right I will. Awesome. Good. Thank you, Angela. <laughs> You're welcome. Thank you. Um, all right. So there's a, a few more comments and. So Yvonne's saying, um, I work in the court system and it's fun to raise my vibration and share my love in a courtroom and watch how those around me feel the energy that I share. You betcha. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. That's what I say to people who are in like, they're in a challenging relationship, they're choosing to stay in, or they're in a job and they're kind of icky energy like the court. And if you just come in there, um, whatever you do, you say, I, you get in a body awakening before you walk in the door and you say, okay, I asked them, I please radiate radiation for highest vibration highest service to every being in here and the, and the environment itself and you just sit there and you just radiate light and love and a little ray of light goes out to every single person there autopiloting and giving them exactly what they need it is fun yeah exactly right good um diana saying uh this is amazing i have been looking for the answers of what you were saying for a long time absolutely brilliant oh thank you Good, thank you, Diana. Michelle is saying, is there an invocation we can say if we are in a place where we are feeling lots of energies and want to effect change? Sure, ask for exactly what you want. So read that again. Is there an invocation we can say if we are in a place where we are feeling lots of energies and want to effect change? Sure, um, now again, let me, I'll give you my own personal opinions about that scenario. What I usually do, I actually spend a period of my daily meditation sending energy to all, a bunch of individual people and groups of people and situations, including the entire universe. And all I ever say is highest good energy. Because I know that their own soul, their own higher self knows exactly what they need better than I do. So I never 
specify exactly what I want to have happen. I say highest could be served and send the energy out. You do have, again, as a free will agent, you can ask for exactly what you want. You can even demand what you want. But I believe there are karmic consequences to that, even if you have good intentions, like we were discussing earlier around taking away a person's opportunity to have their suffering teach them something. So um, this, the farthest I would go personally, and I'm not telling you what to do, I'm just telling you my own choice, is even if I'm acting as a shaman to someone, they say, would you please heal his left shoulder or whatever's going on? I will say, spirit, please flow the energy to me to heal this shoulder. Again, then I'll put on the safety clause. To the greatest extent that's highest good, to the greatest extent that serves highest good, this or something better. And then the energy flows. So I've made clear my desire and the client's desire, but I'm never forcing my will. I'm acting as the agent. And, and again, once I start a session, I'm working for their higher self anyway. I've specifically invoked their higher self into me and I'm being used by their higher self for their benefit. So um, there is a path of, of might is right, where you just command what you want and you show it up, but that is the path of service to self, even if well-intentioned. So I, I personally don't walk in that path. I've never demand a certain thing has to happen from my own personal human will. I will call for something if I desire it and then put the safety clauses on to the greatest extent that serves highest good, this or something better. I'm, I'm only willing to call for specifics in that container. And that, but that's just my own, my own way of working. Awesome. Good. Thank you. And Regina is asking, since there's only one of us, does everyone have the same higher self? No, no. Um, everyone has, now there may be twin flames where, you know, a single higher self is running two or three humans, but, um, but for all, for most of us, there is a individual higher self that directly created the individual human. It's like, you know, you start with one, you start branching out. And by the time we get down here, there's, gazillions of branches but if you follow all those branches back there is only one source so there is only one i mean what we're i guess god would be as good a word as any there's only one source with a capital s from which all of it manifests but then if you want to go technical i mean the source would then create a uh, a universe there's even stuff beyond universes but let's not overcomplicate and then in the universe that's one logos, as, a, as the law of one would call it. The universe then creates galaxies. Each galaxy is a logos. And the, and the idea, as I understand it, is each one of these levels has its own freedom to create whatever it wants within its domain. Then the galaxy creates solar systems. And the solar systems, each sun has the right to create its planetary system as it will. It's like every every system has a governing consciousness which kind of sets it in motion and then with understand it, it lets free will reign okay here's the ground rules like in here on earth our laws of physics apply other solar systems there might be whole different laws of physics you know but each one is unique to itself and okay let's see what happens the the, the divine delights in putting things into motion and seeing what plays out kind of thing <laughs> so that's that's my perspective a little bit uh on a little bit broader scale Awesome, thank you. And yes, the, tw the twin flame thing is quite perplexing. I don't understand it myself either that much, but it's one of those things that, you know, it, it's, it's not relevant to me right now for my life, you know, in the moment, but. I'll, I'll speak to that briefly. Uh, I think it's probable that McKeesla and I are twin flames, mm -hmm. my, my partner, and yet, I know people who were certain they were with their twin flame in a romantic partnership and chose to leave that relationship if that person was just not willing to evolve, not willing to grow and being nasty and negative. So I personally, again, 
I don't know if there's ground rules about this, but I don't believe in if you are with your twin flame that you're required to stay with them if it's creating an impediment to your own growth. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, uh, I, I've seen things both ways. I've yeah, seen you trust your knowing, you, but you do what's in your highest and best good. So you do what's right for you. Yeah, uh, let, me, let me speak to the whole sovereignty issue, which, you know, in recent months, I've finally, at long last, at age 60, finally moved into my sovereignty, where I, I do not look to any spiritual authority beyond myself. I am self-guiding. I am there at that level. There's always more, but finally, I'm not looking to some other guru or shaman to tell me what to do. I'm there in, in my self-guiding. And once you're there, you don't need to play by anybody else's rules. You are self-governing. So um, it took, again, it took me 60 years and a lot of ayahuasca ceremonies to get there. But, but again, ask yourself, if someone is saying something, ask yourself, why am I accepting that person as an authority? Why am I required to play by their rules to run my life? So that some, sometimes you have to, like the government, you got to follow certain rules, et cetera. But, but don't just blindly accept someone as an authority because they're famous or wrote a book or respected by someone else. You know, use your own discrimination and always, always go to your own wisdom first. And, you know, the, you know, I think a major part of the awakening is saying, what is my own divine wisdom telling me? And if I'm not hearing it, how can I tap into it better so I can get that inside? And, and the process of awakening is less and less reliance on external authority. Like Adyashanti, that fantastic spiritual teacher, who was, he was a Zen Buddhist for, what, 18 years, and then he woke up and he walked away from Buddhism. You know, he says, I'm my own thing now. So the ones who really awaken, Ramana, I, what is it? Um, Krishnamurti, you know, raised in a powerful, you know, Indian system. And then he walked away from it. I'm awake. I don't need it anymore. You know, the system is the boat that gets you across the river. Once you're across the river, you don't need the boat. <laughs> so just a, a nod toward develop your self-authority of your divinity. And then you won't need to worry about what anyone else says about anything. Yeah, absolutely. Um, there are no ayahuasca ceremonies in Africa. It's okay. I, I did my first one in December. I did two in December. That was my first time in, here in Europe, you know, in Austria. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, there, there's shamans traveling all over the world now. So, um, so there's, uh, and you can always go to Central and South America or other places where it's legal. So if you want to do ayahuasca, you know, for me, it's, it's one of the most important things I've ever done. And, you know, it's like blasting caps for consciousness that blasts through thick stuff really fast. It's not for everyone, not required for everyone, but for those who are called to it, it can be amazingly helpful. Mm -hmm. I'm a big fan of it myself. Yeah, I might do it again. We'll see. But right now, everything is shut down. So. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Anybody have any other last questions about the invocations or anything to do with Benjamin? I don't think so. Right? I think we're good. All right, so again, I wanted to remind you all to definitely take a look at the special offer and you definitely, you know, if you enjoyed what we did today, if you'd like to go deeper into that, you know, and get to know more about Benjamin and his wisdom and his healing energies and his healing processes, and they, he does a lot, then, and there are 230 calls on there, I think, um, in the membership, definitely take advantage of it. And at $99, I think it's, it's a, for the year, for the whole year, it's a really good deal. So. <laughs> Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> <laughs> my membership program is much more than that. So just saying, <laughs> those of you who are wondering, um, so definitely, definitely take a look at it, join, sign up. Um, you know, what we experienced today was amazing and you can experience more of that, more of that. And sometimes for those of you who are new to doing these invocations or doing, you know, 
either one of them, the healing or the embodied awakening, you know, sometimes being in a group environment, doing it a couple of more times is going to help you to um, get more comfortable with it, right? And, 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 you know, and then start to do it on, on your own as well. But in, the, in, a, in a group environment, it is always more, um, no, no, almost always more powerful, but it doesn't have to be, right? But at the beginning, you might need that extra support. So definitely take a look at it. That again is available at alara.at forward slash show forward slash Benjamin5, or you can just click on the link um, on the live page or in the email, etc. Okay. So definitely, definitely take a look at that. And uh, as well, download um, Benjamin's free gift. That's also going to be really helpful for you as well. All right. So, Benjamin, was there anything else you wanted to share with us? Uh, there we go. Just deep, deep gratitude. I'm so, I've had such a great time here and I hope we've helped some people. And I, I'm just so grateful to you for giving me the chance to come on and, and share what I'm here to share. Thank you so much, Alara. Oh, no, thank you. It's always so much fun. And I want to have you come back because, you know, talk about astrology as well, because you're such an expert at that. You know, I, I don't get it at all. I have to say I have this mental block, you know, like like Julie, she knows a lot. I was like, ah, my daughter, she knows a lot. And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't get it. Okay. You know, but but the, it's a valid tool. It's a great tool. It's a great resource. And you, you're an expert. So we would definitely like to have you come back and share that again, too, one time, sometime. Right. Good. Sounds great. Great. So awesome. Thank you so much, everyone. Thank you for your wonderful questions, your feedback. And I'm so glad you all enjoyed uh, these two invocations. Please use them, write them down, and use them every day. Play with them, experiment with them, just feel into them, okay? Without any expectation, just feel into them and enjoy. All right, so thank you, thank you, thank you, everyone. Until next time, may you continue to be blessed with an abundance of joy, peace, love, happiness, prosperity, radiant health. Sending you all much love and blessings always. Bye for now.